Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Brazilian Point of View. My name is Ana and this is the October True Crime Special. I really hope that you enjoyed last week's episode. It was kind of like something new. I wasn't really sure how to do it. So I have to say that it wasn't was like far, far, far away from perfect. But I hope that this week's episode is going to be better. This one, actually, a friend of mine gave me the idea of talking about it just because, honestly, I totally forgot about this one. We actually studied this in class in law school. I think it was like two years ago or three. Yeah, I would say like three years ago. Um, And we even had like a mood court about it like I'm going to further explain this later on after like talking about the case because there's like that was um a topic like a hot topic like 50 years after everything happened so um, yeah I'm gonna talk about this further on but I really hope that you do enjoy this episode. So um, for this episode, I'm going to talk about an innocent girl who was taken by three men into a building and after losing her senses from fighting a rape, she was thrown from the terrace, simulating her suicide. Yeah, so this was intense. Um, to be fair, we didn't talk much about the details of the case, so I had to do my full-on research on that. But I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. We are halfway through October True Crime Special. I have two more. I finally decided my last crime, which one will be. Honestly, it gives some work. I didn't think that I would have such a hard time finding some, like, um, whatever crime it was. Because like I said last episode, I was looking for a crime that either the criminal confessed what happened, that they told their story, or that the criminal is already dead, or like, too old to come after me at this point. Because <laughs> I'm like, too scared. Yes, I, I know it sounds ridiculous, but I don't know. Just like do, do what you feel like doing. This is like the vibe now. So I did find that one. And um, yeah, I think that's pretty much this for the intro. But before we get to the story, please make sure to follow, subscribe and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts and follow the podcast Instagram at the Brazilian POV podcast, which is linked in the description. So every Monday, it's now Monday, not Sundays that like it was before, I'm going to release a little glimpse of the following episode. So the glimpse goes on Monday and then episode on Tuesday. So follow the podcast Instagram so you don't miss it. So without further ado, let's get to the episode. It was the year of 1958. The youth of the 50s, formed by middle-class youth, was strongly influenced by movies with great scenes of violence in North American cinema. Gangs were formed to commit outlaw acts. They dressed like movie stars, leather jackets, red shirts, and blue jeans. They chewed gum, drove scooters, and performed the scandalous rock dance. 
they communicated in various lengths, so as not to be understood by the elders and the police. It was this year, on the night of July 14th, at Avenida da Atlântica, in Copacabana, Rio de Janeiro, that a body fell from the 12th floor of the building, marking the history of that neighborhood. The victim, Aida Jacob Curry, 18 years old, born on December 15, 1939, the third of five children of a Syrian immigrant couple. After finishing her typing class at the Remington School in Copacabana, Aida goes out of, in the company of her classmate, as she did at other times. They headed to the bus stop when both were approached by young men who used to gather near the street of the course. When they dropped some keys, she was asked by the boys if it was one of them, taking the opportunity to start dialogue, having received a sharp response from Aida that she did not want to talk. Irritated, the young man took from her her eyeglass box and her purse, where she had the money for the bus to return to her residence. It is also reported, according to the version published by the family, that a boy in the group said that he would return the objects to her if she gave him a kiss, while Aida was clear in saying no. According to one of those present, she didn't give or want to give the requested kiss. Aida, in an attempt to recover her objects taken from her, such as money to be able to return home, went after the boys. And upon entering the reception of the building where they went to hide, she was forced into the elevator. According to constant reports in the records, Aida would then have suffered violence after being taken by elevator to the 12th floor. According to the first news in the real newspaper, O Globo, on July 16, 1958, it was inside apartment 1201, under construction, full of rubble and dark, with the floor not yet tacked, that Aida continued to defend herself from the attacks of two or three aggressors, having herself at first tripped over the wooden pieces. Due to the fall, as well as because of bodily stress due to the struggle to free herself from the aggressors, Aida would have lost consciousness. Her body was transported to the terrace through a nail-shaped staircase placed on the sill thrown to the floor of Avenida Atlantica. A curious fact is that shortly after the body touched the ground, the bag, notebook, and book that belonged to her, the victim were seen beside her, but they were stolen in the bus stop. Inside the bag was a handkerchief with blood in order to try to make believe that the marks on her body were nothing more than consequences of the fall. It is reported that few words were uttered by Aida during the fight, having only saying, let me go and I am a virgin. The other version of the facts brought up in the defensive thesis was that Aida was flirted by some young man on the street, as reported by her own family, 
but that at no time was her were her objects removed. And yes, she was invited to see the beautiful view of the beach from the terrace of the Rio Nobre building. Among the boys was Ronaldo Guilherme de Souza Castro, now studying in Rio de Janeiro, aged 19, looking like a French cinema heartthrob, who wore an irresistible pair of sunglasses, giving him a playboy look that seduced several girls in the pleasant neighborhood of Copacabana. Ronaldo had already been expelled from schools, accused of several attacks and of having participated in the theft of a car belonging to the Department of Agriculture. He had also been arrested for indiscipline while serving in the army. The supposed companion of the conqueror was Cassio Murillo Ferreira, who turned out to be a minor, 17 years old, stepson of a colonel and the building's manager. He was an idler, had already been kicked out of his school for unworthy behavior and had also been kicked out of another school for trying to lift girls' skirts. The third party involved, the doorman Antonio João de Souza, would have gone up and stayed hidden behind a water tank, observing everything that had happened. They confessed that they started harassing the girl, trying to remove her clothes, which characterized a premeditated sexual violence known as curra, in which a tonic Aida would have jumped from the terrace. The day after the crime at headquarters of IML in Rio de Janeiro, the corpse was subjected to analysis to check whether a sexual violation had occurred. On August 1st, the report concluded that there was no trace of sperm in the victim. Aida died a virgin. The defense tried to snatch Aida's honor and morals, having even alleged that she had a drug in the case and there were smoke outlets near the crime scene. It would have been a case of suicide if the press had not been interested and pressured both the police and criminal forensics for a better investigation. Among the doubts, it was questioned why the expertise was notified only three hours after the crime, raising the assumption that the body and the scene of the crime could have been altered with the objective of eluding the police and making them believe that the only version of the crime was a suicide. However, from the beginning, the criminal investigation ruled out the hypothesis of suicide, initially being the expert's responsibility to carry out this work. After observing the body, he found that the victim had been brutally injured, including the torn clothes, marks and bruises on her body caused by a blunt object, a ring with the effigy of St. George worn by one of the accused was collected during the investigations. The wound caused by an English punch and deep wounds in the breast that can be caused by nails or teeth. The expertise was never completed. The expert work was also responsible for the arrest 
of the Dormant of the Building, Antonio João de Souza. Later, according to the victim's family, this expert would be removed from the process and replaced by someone connected to the family of one of the accused. Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. And be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. The report said, bruises caused by nails and punches. On the chest, on the left side, there are signs of deep nails. Scratches on thighs, belly, neck, and bruises on the abdomen. There was an internal tear in the upper lip due to a punch. Strangulation attempts. Slab signs on the chin. Marks on arms, forearms, wrists, and back of hands. Some marks on the chest that could be the result of a bite. And he concluded by saying that Aida fainting was thrown and part of the abrasions were produced by friction of the body on the edges of the terrace's parapet. With this report, the press acted with increasing ferocity. The court ordered the preventive detention of the three accused through Judge Astério Aprigio Machado de Melo. To try to elucidate some situations that were divergent, the police then carried out the reconstitution of the crime, which required a large police escort due to the social commotion caused and the intention of, of lynching the accused. What was seen during the reenactment was a festival of accusations, each one wanting to get rid of them. At one point, Ronaldo said to the alleged compliance, You, Cassio, do not feel the crime you committed right here in this place because you are not human and cannot have remorse. However, everyone noticed that Ronaldo was an exhibitionist while Cassio was cold during the exposed facts. The young man and the doorman were accused of murder attempted rape, and violent indecent assault. However, in February 1959, the case took a turn. Ronaldo was dismissed by the court, that is, he was considered innocent of all charges. In a radio interview, the judge commented on the event. It is proven in the process that Ronaldo went with Aida to the building's terrace for a light romance with Aida's full knowledge. There on the terrace, there was a disagreement between the two because Aida did not want to go to the end of the romance. She wanted, as I said in the sentence of indictment, to limit herself to the prefaces of love, while Ronaldo wanted to have a full carnal conjunction with her. Ronaldo got annoyed, was disappointed, and slapped Aida. Also, according to the judge, 
Ronaldo would have left the building at 8.15 a.m., according to uncontroversial evidence, and could not have participated in the sad event. At this point, the press led by David Nasser attacked the decision from all fronts. With the effort of the renowned and learned curator Jean-Baptiste Cordero-Guerra, the reasons for the indictment were reduced to dust and the Council of Justice annulled the judgment. In the same month of February, the trial of the three accused would begin, presided over by another judge. Ronaldo's defense supported the denial of the eldership thesis, arguing that Aida had jumped off the terrace. After 32 hours of what was considered by the press as one of the most dramatic in the history of the jury court, the sentence was issued, 37 years for Ronaldo and 30 years for the doorman, Antonio João. Cassio, considered even by the judge in the case, as that he was a true murderer, he could not be tried for being a minor and imputable, having been referred to the assistant system for minors, from where he left for military service. A few years later, however, he would be accused of having killed a car guard, fleeing abroad until the sentence of the murder was prescribed. A few days after the verdict, the press became curious about the case once again. The famous witness in black, mentioned by Ronaldo at the trial and who could free him from the accusations, appeared. Her name was Mrs. Lacy Gomez Lopez, and it was said that she went for a walk, accompanied by her daughter and the maid, where they sat on a bench on the edge of the beach, where a couple was already there, very much in love. She said that soon after everyone saw a gathering in the vicinity of the building and the young man who have gotten, would have gotten up and head to the site, returning shortly after reporting the event. When she saw Ronaldo's photos in the newspapers, she recognized him as the young man sitting on the bench. Having been pressured by her children and relatives to tell the police what she knew, shortly after she learned of Ronaldo's conviction. Many rumors have surfaced about the appearance of this witness. There are reports that Ronaldo's father would have hired a young woman for his son's alibi. She would say that she was talking to Ronaldo on a bench on Avenida Atlantica when Aida was thrown. However, the hired girl did not appear in court for the trial, and instead, the defense chose to take another witness, Lacy Gomez Lopez, who claimed to have seen Zilza with Ronaldo at the time of the crime. Zilza was the young woman that people thought that Ronaldo's father hired for his alibi. According to a newspaper, Ronaldo and Lacy's statements contradict each other. Finally, Lacy describes Zilza as blonde, but she was brunette. She also stated that Zilza sang a song by a specific singer who spoke a lot about you. 
the song would be Because of You, that the singer only recorded in 1959, after the crime. A new trial resulting from the new evidence in the process took place in March 1959. The fact that the statements were contradictory was explored by both parties. The prosecution used this to say that this proved it was all a lie. The defense argued that the contradiction was the clear proof that there had been no prior understanding between the accused and the witness. The expert testimony also benefited the defense. Pressed by the lawyer, the expert had to admit that the mark on Aida's face, an important part of the prosecution, could have been caused by crushing her body against the building's wall. He also stated that teeth marks on the girl's breasts could not be proven, as previously reported by the press. Completely different from the first trial, Ronaldo was acquitted by six votes to only one. Hearing the sentence handed down by the judge with his head bowed, but without failing to show a half mile of satisfaction. He walked out of the courtroom with applause from the audience, mostly girls and boys in their 20s who were part of the stray youth. The doorman was also acquitted. It is not known whether the acquittal was due to the brilliant defense of the great criminalist Romero Neto or whether Lissi's testimony was important to convince the jurors. But the case had not yet come to an end. The public prosecutor's office succeeded in having the judgment annulled with a third trial, without so much speculation in the press. In this trial, what was done was a compromise between the two previous ones. Ronaldo was tried for simple murder and attempted rape and received a six-year sentence. After appealing the sentence, the prosecutor had the sentence increased to eight years and nine months. Later, after being released, Ronaldo would become a businessman in his state, Espírito Santo. The doorman, after being acquitted in the second trial, did not participate in the third trial. He was never seen again, disappearing forever, a mystery that remains to this day. In the Aida Curi case remains today, in the Brazilian popular imagination, as one of the most famous crimes in the Brazilian history. Before I finish up this episode, I just wanted to talk about, go back to what I was talking about in the beginning. In law school, we actually did study this case because 50 years after the crime that killed Aida Curi, this very important TV channel here in Brazil decided to do an, like a special of her case because it really, like I said, it really shocked the newspapers, like all the news and people were very invested in the resolution of the crime. So this TV channel, they decided to make a special 50 years after the crime was committed which was really harsh on the family. So two of Aida's brothers went 
um, to court and filed a lawsuit against this TV channel. And um, it was discussed the right to be forgotten. Turns out that her brothers won, very fortunately. And then this TV channel had to stop airing this special. But this is just like a finalizing thing. And it was really important to the history of Brazil, really, and in law specifically, because this new right was created, if I might say. And now we have precedence on it. And like I said, we had like a whole moot court in school because of it. But that's pretty much the whole picture of what happened. So I really, really hope that you enjoyed today's episode. Really, I think at least this is like my perspective (laughs) that the narrative was much better this time than last time. But you tell me. So thank you so much for tuning in this week. And I hope that you really, really enjoyed this episode. And next week's episode is insane. (laughs) I have to say that. I have yet to record it, but it's like so, so, so crazy. It's just like, it was, it's like a more recent one. I'm going to say that. But I hope to see you back here next week to catch up with me and listen to this insane case. (laughs) Bye everyone.